It, the podcast where we talk about birth, postpartum, and all the secret behind the scenes of doula life. My name is Edwina Koch. And I am Nina Weaver. And this week we are going to tackle questions regarding being a new doula, things you might not learn in your training, and imposter syndrome as a new doula. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that while we are two working in professional doulas, we are by no means licensed mental health professionals or medical professionals of any kind. Yes, so please, as always, take your, our advice as you see fit because we are two working doulas here to provide personal life experiences on how we got to where we are and offer our humble support for the doula community. Yeah, so without further ado, let's get into it. So today's topic is all about being a new doula hey, and things that you might have learned on the job and not totally in training. Um, I think that one unknown about doula life is that training, at least for me, it was like a four-day, all-day thing, and mm-hmm. then I was a doula. And then you're done. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, hand you a little, like, training stuff, and they're like, congratulations, doula. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was like that for me. It was like two, like, 10-hour days mm-hmm. of training, and then it was like, yeah, we, like, took a picture with all our, like, certificates at the end, and we were like, okay. Here we go. I am this now. And having decided not even a week prior that you were going to do it, I was going to do it. I'm like, okay, in a week, without much thought, I'm a doula now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's so weird because, like, when you first get out of training, I remember having so much excitement Mm -hmm. about it. Like, the imposter syndrome did not hit me right away. No. And I also did my training during the height of COVID. So I knew that, like, I wasn't going to be doing the work right away. I, and unlike you, I knew that I was going to, I had a good, like, 10 years before I knew I was going to be a doula. <laughs> wow, very, very well thought out. It was very well thought out. Does, yeah, does not do justice to my, like, week. But I was like, okay, maybe. Sure, why not? Yeah. But on the drive over here, I was remembering, like, what that imposter syndrome felt like, because after this podcast recording, I have a prenatal with a client, Mm -hmm. and I'm, like, a little nervous about it, but, like, nothing in comparison to the nerves that I used to feel back in the day with my, like, clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have imposter syndrome from the get-go? I, yes, and it's, like, diminished over time. I think every time I start with a new client, I get a little more, like, you know, what if they, like, kind of feel like how, like, green, quote-unquote, I am, and they're like, she doesn't know what she's doing. What if, like, I don't give off the confidence green you that I have green, like, new? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I've never yeah. heard that before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, new, not fully, like, ripened. Yeah. I think kind of <laughs> Got what, you, and that I must think be where that's, that's from. I think that's <laughs> what the analogy is. If not, I'm totally making that up. Um, I do hear people say green, though. Um, but... In the beginning, like, even in trying to decide whether to do the training or not, I was talking on the phone with my mom, and I was like, I don't know if people are going to want to hire me because I haven't gone through this experience yet. I haven't been pregnant, had a baby, been a new mom. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if a, like, 35-year-old new mom is going to want to, like, have me helping or, like, Mm -hmm. giving advice or feel like I'm really someone who could, like, step in. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, I don't know if I'm the person for this because I haven't experienced any of this yet. And Mm -hmm. my mom was like, no, no, no. (laughs) You've, like, worked with people, like, parents, kids for a long time. 
but also like this is a skill this is a learned skill it's something that you're educated in and then can like execute mm-hmm. so it's not so much about having been through these experiences before and empathizing in that way it's going in being like I'm confident that I know like what emotions come up postpartum. I know what physical recovery looks like postpartum. Have I been through it? No. Can I imagine how hard that is? Yes. Um, have I worked with babies forever? Yes. Will this training like even bolster those skills and I'll know even more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think in the beginning I was just like, I don't know if they're gonna want to like, if they like interview me and they're gonna be like, oh, I think she's like 19. Cause mm-hmm. I, I look so much younger than I am. Same. And so it's like, I'm like, no, I'm like closer to 30, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is still young. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm not like straight out of high school and just like walking in here. Yeah. So. But yeah, and even still, like you can still be a great doula and be super young as well. I almost mm-hmm. wish I started this work earlier, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just think of how much experience. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we gotta have it. Yeah. No. Uh, what What do you do nowadays or before when you were newer to combat mm-hmm. that imposter syndrome? Yeah, I, lots of phone calls with my mom. <laughs> I was going to ask that question more directly. <laughs> Lots of cheerleading. You can do it. You're capable. Like, you're made for this. There's been so much confirmation around it. And so just even if I didn't, like, believe all those things, I just had to put my, myself in a space of, like, confidence, mm-hmm. which I've been able to do where I'm just like, okay, like, I can trust my skills. I can trust my training. If I don't know something, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Or if I don't feel like I'm the right person for this family, maybe I'll feel differently in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I think talking to people and other people being like, you're good at this. Like we've literally seen how your life has led up to this point mm-hmm. and like how perfect this is for you. And so I think that's other people's encouragement has probably helped the yeah. most. It's something that comes up a lot in the support group that mm-hmm. I lead of, like, a, a lot of the demographic is newer doulas mm-hmm. who just don't know how to break into the community or to get their first clients. And for me personally, I always think back on a study that I read, which was talking about how even people who didn't intend on being doulas, it, it was a study about hiring and training friends or family members of the person giving birth, just like quickly right before the birth as a doula, was that going to be impactful? Mm-hmm. And it still um, reduced C-section rates, reduced trauma, reduced mm-hmm. all of the things. Um, even for people who like weren't even looking to be doulas or had very minimal training. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was my big fallback when I first had imposter syndrome of just reminding myself Even your mere presence is going to make a positive difference in that person's experience. And then you grow from there. Like, you start with, like, a basis of just being great, and Mm -hmm. then you go up, you know? You grow, and I feel like even every shift, I, like, have more. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, like, I know so much more. Even just after the shift, even though I'm pretty much doing the same things every shift... It usually comes through, like, a parent's question, then I, like, answer the question. I'm like, I actually know that. Mm-hmm. I know the answer to that question. Then I'm like, see, you know your stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so I think, like, any job, like, obviously imposter syndrome happens, like, in any job you have, mm-hmm. right? It's just, like... Inevitable. Inevitable. And you kind of learn stuff 
as you go. Like you do your training, you get your degree, whatever it is, and then you sit in that chair and you're like, um, <laughs> did I learn do this? I know? Yeah. Do I know this stuff? I don't know. Yes. Am I supposed to be here? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I think even I had my first like client that was my own at the end of last June. And they had so much confidence in me that I was like, oh, okay, cool. They think I can do it? Apparently I can do it. Mm -hmm. That is so true. I think one of the biggest unspoken things that contributed to letting go of this imposter syndrome was the very first person that decided to take me Mm -hmm. in as a doula. Like, I had virtually no confidence in myself I was like I just really want a birth and mm-hmm. and I was nervous that you know I had never given birth and all of those things that we talked about but this person was like no I want you to be my doula and then mm-hmm. after that first birth I was like yeah I'm <laughs> yeah I'm this great is, this is I'm what fantastic I, <laughs> I mean I definitely had imposter syndrome after and I'll talk in a second about like when I finally felt like I've arrived mm-hmm. plot twist Never, but I think there are moments where my confidence definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely after the first client, at the very least, that I was, I was very much affirmed in my decision to become a doula. Mm-hmm. Yep, I feel the same. Yeah, I wonder if. <laughs> actually, I know that for some people it's different. Like their very first client, they're like, "Yeah, actually, I don't want to be a doula." <laughs> You're like, "Actually, I'm good. I <laughs> think this is not for me." But you know. It's better to figure that on the on the job, yeah. You know, and like you definitely still had helped in some way, surely. Yeah, (laughs) I can't imagine like going into a first labor. I'd freak out, Mm -hmm. even if I'd had training, Mm -hmm. because there's so many more variables than in postpartum. There are things, but for the most part, things kind of look the same. Um, You know everyone's emotional experience is different, uh, physical experience is different, new weight, whatever it is, but it's still kind of all the same stuff. Yeah. Where I would feel like going into birth, like you're juggling like the medical staff, you're juggling how the person's actually responding to the birth, Mm -hmm. how partners are, how mothers are, mother-in-law, whoever is there. I'm like going in new, I'd be so freaked out. Mm -hmm. I like applaud you for just going in there and being like, okay, here I go. It's so funny because what freaks me out about being postpartum is that you're alone, you know? I'm sure it's kind of nerve-wracking to think about my role because there's so many people involved, Mm -hmm. and it is nerve-wracking to have to stop a provider and be like, hey, I just want to make sure that this is okay with the client because Mm -hmm. they don't always remember to do that. Right. A lot of the time they forget, you know, they're going really fast and going systematically about things. But the idea that I have nurses and other people to help me out if I need is helpful for me. Mm-hmm. And the idea that I would be alone with an infant would for No, no thank you. <laughs> See, it's not the infants that freak me out. And, you know, I think if I hadn't had the experience that I had growing up, where I was around babies always. Mm. Like, there's never been a time in my life where I mm. haven't been around babies or young children. So, like, that was never a concern of mine it's always been the parents who have been like well if the mom asks me a question I don't know or what if I miss something in her like physical recovery that I should have checked in on but Mm -hmm. forgot to ask about or Mm -hmm. whatever like her bleeding or different things because not every woman is educated on how her recovery should look Mm -hmm. in the sense of like healing not should like oh this is an ideal way but in the sense of like actual like 
good signs that you're recovering or signs that you're doing too much and not recovering well. Mm -hmm. So I still get there where I'm like, oh, did I remember to ask about that? Because I'm like, if I missed that, that might not be good. And Mm -hmm. I'm not, like, ultimately responsible. But there are things that, like, could happen that if she's not aware... And that was supposed to be like a, you need to call your OB or we should go to the hospital type of moment. Then I'm like, oops. So it's like stuff like that. Same with Mm -hmm. the babies. I'm like, what if I miss something on the babies, you know, and something's like wrong. Um, There's more confident stuff like that. And so, but I, I feel pretty good because the parents are there. If like something's happening, parents are there. I've never had any of these problems before. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. Um, or if, you know, partners are around or some family members are around to like, you know, bounce ideas off of, you know, if mom's like, um, this is kind of happening, it's weird. They can tell their partner. And if I didn't ask, like, at least their partner knows, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. or same thing with like postpartum mood disorders, like looking for signs of that. So I'm always kind of trying to notice things. Mm -hmm. And obviously I don't diagnose postpartum mood disorders because I'm not a mental health professional Mm -hmm. or a doctor. Um, but I know what signs to look for and, again, refer Mm -hmm. um, if that seems to be something needed. So it's it's more those things that freak me out. I'm like, am I missing something? Mm -hmm. It's just like I don't know if my, like, fresh new doula eyes are, like, catching everything. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Well, that's what makes you a great doula because you're like, I need to know everything. (laughs) Yes. That's great. Well, I mean... Is there anything that you feel like you really learned on the job and was not taught to you in training? How do you feel about your training? I honestly think my training bolstered a lot of, like, I I can't think of anything that wasn't touched on Mm -hmm. that I ran into. It's more, again, just, like, the practicalities of the job. I'm like, okay, I, like, learned about this in training, but, like, applying it Mm -hmm. is a lot harder than I thought it would be. Or... Um, hmm. or maybe this wasn't mentioned in the fullest detail that it could have been and I need to like look this up mm-hmm. um, but again because postpartum care is like it's pretty consistent and flows a certain way there's not anything like shocking that hits you if you didn't like get it in your training mm-hmm. I guess you know you kind of you know if the babies are eating cool and pooping right and mom seems to be getting better like honestly yeah everything's chill (laughs) I mean in terms of like the imposter syndrome I have now Mm -hmm. I feel like lactation support is always something I need more education on yeah same I guess you know they bring it up I'm like yeah (laughs) I'm like that's like my main area where I'm like I need more yeah because it is such a struggle for parents to know what's working and know different methods and Mm -hmm. I feel like the advice and counsel that people give in the hospital versus in private practice is so inconsistent that it's so different so different so that's like where my imposter syndrome comes out nowadays where Mm -hmm. I'm like yeah looks good Mm -hmm. and here's like the very few tips and tricks that I know which I'm sure is like helpful enough but something I definitely want more training on yeah and that's what I'm going for next. I'm going to get my CLE oh, yeah. next. Yay. Yeah. Lactation educator training. So cool. that will take a while. But yeah, I mean, and the more we can increase successful breastfeeding rates, mm-hmm. the better the whole world will be. Mm-hmm. Yes, truly. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> there's so many benefits. It will affect the entire world. <laughs> I love that. There's literal shockwaves. So it's not like an over, like, it's I'm not overstating staying. that. Like, yeah. it's true. I, I believe it. Um, 
but yeah, of course that was touching on in training, but yeah, applying it, I'm like, okay, I've done all I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to help you. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I'm like, they need a lactation consultant, not me. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm more of like a tips and tricks person, where a lactation consultant knows like the science of breastfeeding. Yeah, and true. can actually look for oral ties or mm-hmm. ineffective latch or you know if there's something very specific about their breast where mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I see a breast is just a breast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> totally. Where a lactation consultant might have, like, more insight about, so like, how... So, this is your areola, yeah. these are your glands, you yep. know? Like, okay. and, and this is kind of, this is how the milk works in a way, but that's, like, all I've got. And we can try some different positions. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But, but yeah. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... But in your case or are there things that you feel like were left out of your training um outside of the lactation support I don't I think I have a similar experience to you in that everything was touched upon in training and I mean one word to the wise is definitely take really good notes during training yes. because I still fall back on my training notes now and like when I get freaked out I just go to my training notes and I'm mm-hmm. like okay what did we talk about what were some you know fun quotes that I can utilize mm-hmm. in my practice Um, so that having good training notes really helped me and I can see that we technically covered everything, Mm -hmm. but there were definitely things that I wish we had covered a little bit more. Um, like I think when you're first doing pro bono doula work in the birth world as well, Mm -hmm. you're doing it with clients who might not be able to afford a doula. Yeah. And that comes sometimes, not all the time, but with. Um, more trauma or you can cause like harm if you're not well educated and well aware of certain things and I think it was covered in my training we went over like going over client sensitivities and past experiences that might come into play and so I did it but I definitely could have done it more Mm -hmm. or been more well informed about like what it looks like to take on pro bono clients sometimes. Mm -hmm. And again, this isn't like always, right? but it's important not to cause, you know, damage and to just like be there for people in a positive way. Um, And sometimes not all doulas are the best fit for all all people. Each person has their person that they're going to be a good fit with. And I think we talked a little bit about that, and I guess I can't fault my training for not talking about that, but it's something that you really learn on the job, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like being an actor. Like, you just face rejection as a doula all the time, and you have to be okay with that and be like, yeah, we were not a good fit, or like, oh, dang, thought we were going to be a good fit, I guess not, and just kind of roll with the punches in that regard. Yeah. So in terms of, like, doula content... I think we hit all the basics. There's always stuff that I'm learning that you're never going to know until you, like, are faced with the question and the experience. And then on top of that, you're just learning so much about building a business and having your own practice that you really just, like, learn, learn that on the job as well. Like, I would not want my doula training, a majority of it, to be taken up with how do you do finances? How do you do, build a business? Yeah. Like, you know, that's not going to be everyone's route. Mm-mm, so no. I'm glad we didn't, we 
tapped on it, but we didn't really touch on it in the doula training. Same. It was like a little, I think it was the last little mm-hmm. section, and they were like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Great. And I didn't feel, I was like, okay, I'm not, like, I knew I was going the agency route at the beginning, mm-hmm. so I wasn't worried about it. I'm like, I can cool. learn that later. But I think for labor doulas, you guys, can, I feel like can find clients a little more easily. Mm-hmm. Private clients, I think postpartum doulas have a little bit of a harder getting time getting that ball mm-hmm. rolling. Interesting. Um, or at least I've just like seen that. I don't know yeah. if it's actually true, but that's kind of what I've seen. It feels like that to me. Like I honestly did not know agencies existed when I <laughs> did my training until really? much, much later. They didn't talk about agencies in training? No, maybe what? they did, but like maybe I didn't grasp the concept. I okay. don't know what the heck happened because it was only after I met you that I was like, wait, what's an agency? And then mm-hmm. I p- applied on a whim for one and then like... That opened up an entire new world for me. Yeah. Most of my clients my clients are through just word of mouth mm-hmm. or the volunteer group that I do that I can bill insurance through. Um, and sometimes agencies, but that's a whole thing. And we'll talk about that in future podcasts of like how that works financially. But yeah, mm-hmm. definitely something... I could have learned in training, like, <laughs> different other avenues to get uh, clients. Yeah. I wonder if in my training it was touched on more because the person who did my training owns an agency. Yeah. Maybe it was talked about more. But I think it was actually, if I go back at my packet, they talked about agencies, groups, partner practice, private practice, mm-hmm. all the different the person that trained me is going to listen to this and be like, you obviously just were not paying attention. <laughs> you just weren't listening. Um, <laughs> so please don't like trash my name. Yeah. It was an amazing training. Like, yeah. Let me put that out there. Yes. I, my training was amazing too. So, and I, I get to continue to work with the person who trained me. So I learned from her every week mm-hmm. that's true so it's cool yeah same I also continue to have a rapport with my trainer so that's yeah. great mm-hmm. um like at, so at what point do you feel like you finally arrived and didn't feel like a new doula anymore I don't think I can say like even now uh-huh but you know because it's next week or soonish it will be a year um, so I still feel new when I like talk to people about it, I guess I'm like, Oh, you know, cause I'm just like getting started. But actually when I'm at work, I feel super confident in what I'm doing. Like I've been doing this forever is mm-hmm. what it feels like. It's like, I meant to do it. I'm good at it. And it like feels like this is just like, I've done this for years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So I think when I'm by myself, I don't feel new when I'm talking to people about it. I feel new, which is kind of a funny answer. Talking to... Other doulas? Other doulas or people in my life because it is like a new job for me. You know, and people are also like, what the heck is that? Which we talked about last episode (laughs) or two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, So I feel like when talking to other professionals or talking to, yeah, friends, family members, it, you feel I feel new. like you haven't yeah, been talking about I it in knew. your life as much. And I'm like, oh, I'm just like, I'm just a year in. Yeah. Oh, blah, 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 I hate how that works mm-hmm. where you like downplay yourself. And like in reality, you're like, no, you are yeah. such a great doula. You've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And in the doula world, it doesn't take long for you to like soak up a lot of the knowledge because oh. you're doing, I mean, if you're doing yeah. it consistently too, mm-hmm. which you are, yep. you know. Yeah, if you're doing it all the time, you learn a lot by yourself, and then, you know, obviously we've been building community with other mm-hmm. doulas in Portland, and mm-hmm. so that helps a helps lot, too. A lot, you yeah. learn from them, or you all feel like, 
what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, which is why we have a support group, mm-hmm. and it's great. Um, but yeah, I think I, I kind of feel both. I'm like, I don't feel new. It feels like my truest self when it's happening. But like when I talk about it in general, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a new thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I can like distinctly remember it was only earlier this year, maybe in December, I think. Let me think. Yeah. That I was like, wow, I really am a doula. And this was after many clients, but I had been doing like pro bono work for a really long time. And then mm-hmm. technically I was doing like um, ins- clients that I was going to build their insurance. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't had any private direct pay clients yet um, until like maybe 10 months into the start of my doula career. And it was when I opened up my phone and I told the client they could pay me anything basically and I gave them like a scale Mm -hmm. and I was like sliding scale I want it to be like um affordable for you and for anyone so I gave them like a range and I opened up my phone on my Venmo account and I was like someone accidentally paid me oh my gosh I have to return this money (laughs) this is not it shows felt like so much money to me yeah and then I like looked at it I was like oh my gosh this was my client from last month I totally forgot that you know I was gonna get paid for this (laughs) and it was just a moment where I was like yeah, my services are so valuable to people and their people are willing to pay for my work. Yeah. And I put a lot of heart and effort into the work and I care about it so much that it just feels nice to be financially affirmed for that work, mm-hmm. you know? And so that was the moment that I felt like I had arrived as a doula. Yeah. Like, yeah, because of all of those things that I just said and also knowing like, I know that there's so much room for improvement Mm -hmm. and for growth and to learn more things. And I'm still able to make this much money and feel this valuable doing it where Mm -hmm. I'm at today. So, and our clients really do value us. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Do they think we're like just sent from the heavens? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you know, we do get compensated quite well, Mm -hmm. you know? And so this really is a a job where you can make a living wage Mm -hmm. and I wish it was more accessible Yes. To more people. That's like a whole other topic. That's a whole other thing. We, we, everyone deserves this kind of support. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it, it feels really nice to like do work hard at your job, do a good job, love it. And also like get paid mm-hmm. well for it and mm-hmm. have like the affirmation of clients being like so happy. Mm-hmm. That won't always be the case. I'm sure at no. some point in our career, we'll hit up against a client that is like, no. I wish I didn't have it. Well, I mean, I have heard some, some, sometimes when it's like not the right fit or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you yeah. just never, it, shit happens, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. But, um, what advice would you give to like someone starting right now or maybe even to your former self? My former self. Um, I think trust your training is a big one, you know, like have the confidence that even like the blip of a moment that you were there, even though they're long days and you were just fire hosed with information, mm-hmm. like trust that it's like in you mm-hmm. one, trust your training Two, trust yourself as much as you can, because if you are meant for this work, you're a very intuitive person mm-hmm. and you can like really fill it out. Even mm-hmm. if you don't know something, you can really fill out a situation. So trust that like what's inside you is enough even. Um, and then if those things aren't working, uh, gather people around you who are going to like, uh, 
with like a microphone in your ear, just be like, you're great at this. Yes. You're made for it. Mm-hmm. You're doing it already. Um, and like lean in with that confidence or to borrow like someone else in the world's advice, like do it scared. Oh, I like that. You know? Yeah, whose advice was that? I don't know. I've it's, heard that recently. It's said places. But <laughs> yeah, like, even when I was walking into this new job with the twins, this is my first set of twins, and mm-hmm. I had never done it before, so that I felt, like, new all over again. And I had, like, a little, like, bubbling of a panic attack coming up, like, walking in, and I was like, this cannot happen right now. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> this cannot no happen while I'm here, especially it's my first day. Um, but I was like, I almost like left, like I was sitting in my car and I'm like, maybe I'll just like make some excuse and leave, which I was like, that won't bode well. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably never go back because I've created an association. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to have to do it. Even though internally right now I'm like, <laughs> and after five minutes I was fine. I'm so proud of you for doing you it know? anyway. And like, you know, the, the family kind of settled in and handed me their babies and I was like. Why was I so scared? Yeah. You know, I feel fine now. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you have to run towards the thing that's scaring you. Mm. So those are kind of my... beautiful. My that is voice. such beautiful advice. <laughs> Aww. How about you? <laughs> um, kind of like in a similar vein of like, if it's not working out now, like if you are passionate about it, you just keep going. Mm-hmm. Like... It was definitely a slow start for me, and I wasn't totally convinced that this is what I wanted to do more full-time, but I just, like, kept going. I kept putting my name out there. I slowly got some clients, and it wasn't really that consistent in the beginning, and then eventually, like, I just kept going, and I got more passion for it, and then I just kept making friends in the community, and things now are, like, way more on a rolling basis of like, I know that I'm going to have clients every month, it feels like, which is such a weird thing to say, actually. (laughs) After years, and that feels so crazy. It feels so weird, because like, in the beginning, you're just like, I don't know if I can financially depend on this at all, because I don't know if I'm going to have, you know, a client next month. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, no, I'm I'm definitely going to have clients. Like, Mm -hmm. And I think it also takes a lot of like, mantraing of like, it's going to come to me. It's going to work out. I love money. Money loves me. All that kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like super important to have like a almost like toxic optimism. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cause you can easily be like, things are not going well, you know, but Mm -hmm. you just have to keep going and do have small goals. Small achievable goals is always something that I've, I um, lean into. Like my goal at the beginning of, this like six months ago was to have one client at least a month Mm -hmm. and that's been such a good standard and then I've gone up from there so it feels good wow yeah and I think you're right in the sense of like you say toxic optimism Mm -hmm. it makes me think of like little kids and they think they can do anything Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like a childlike belief of like yeah, it's going to happen for me. Yeah. I'm going to be a famous actress one day. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, do, I can fly, you know, whatever. Well, like some of the world's biggest companies and like startups were made by college kids. Mm-hmm. Why? Because like you don't really have any responsibilities and you're just like looking at the world with all of this optimism and opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then you get into the real world after college and you're like, 
whoa, there's a lot <laughs> happening, and I don't know if I can do it. You know, yeah. you forget. You forget. Or you have some, some you know, dips, and you're like, okay. That's enough. I remember yeah. some of those first dips after high school. You're like, I've got this. I'm an adult. Yeah. And then you, like, have some, like, hard knocks come along, and you're mm-hmm. like, mm, well, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But So, yeah, you kind of have to have it in yourself to be like, it's going to happen for me. Yeah, maybe not today, but it'll happen tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah. So, good advice. You too. Soak it up, people. Soak it up. Soak, Soak up, up our, our, like, just our Genius. wisdom. <laughs> our one year of wisdom. Our one year of wisdom. We've got some gray hairs. I mean, not really. Yeah, but that's like <laughs> metaphorically gray. It's such a good thing is like we're we've only been in this technically more seriously for a year Mm -hmm. and we already feel at least adequate enough to make a podcast yeah you know like if you keep going you will learn and mitigate your imposter syndrome pretty fast in my opinion yeah all right well Mm -hmm. we did that yeah (laughs) conclusion so fun what was our question? Uh, biggest doula win lately. Oh, yeah. What's a win you've oh, had? Yeah. I like this one. It goes with like our theme. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest doula win is right now. Do you have one on the top of your head? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, yeah, I mean, this is my first time with working with twins. You know, oh, I'm, yeah. emotion- I'm a- emotional. Yes. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> yes, emotional. That's what I was saying. I'm a multiple specialist officially now, um, and I have my new twins, as I've mentioned a thousand times in the last three podcasts, <laughs> um, because I'm so excited. But I think just the win of, like, having that first client being able to handle two babies by myself all night, mm-hmm. which I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do. Like, I'm like, c- thought I could do it, but I was like, the what ifs. What if they are both screwed at the same time? The parents hear them and wake up and be like, what the heck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Which most parents like are like, yeah, babies cry. You know? <laughs> Some, um, not all, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, like, I have been able to pretty seamlessly handle them. Like, I haven't had any fussiness from them really one hung out with me like a lot of the night because he had some tummy problems and so he was awake from like 10 to 3 (laughs) but the other one slept the whole time so he's like this is great wow um and so like yeah just feeling like oh my gosh like I'm new in this area of my job um and I'm like doing it so it feels like a huge win Mm -hmm. to even like feel like the parents are like so confident in me mm-hmm. where again they don't know this is my first set of twins I don't broadcast that I know that is the thing <laughs> word, to, word to the wise as well just don't say that you're inexperienced don't say you're new don't ruin your credibility no it's ridiculous no nope. don't do that to yourself yep absolutely because yep. I feel like your tendency when you're nervous is to be like I've never done this before yeah like absolutely. I'm still learning which there's humility in that yeah like they know I'm new-ish because of how young I am or mm-hmm. how young they think I am mm-hmm. um I have had families ask me how old I am <laughs> really yeah it just you know gives them some more I confidence I don't I care guess. that's funny I don't care um if they ask but oh no but, yeah, just, I, I had some other thought, but it's gone. It's, it's fine. <laughs> like, it, it, it floated away somewhere. Oh, but, yeah, the parents just feeling so confident in me. Mm-hmm. It feels 
great and that feels like a big win mm -hmm. they're like oh my gosh like you're the best and I'm like it. I'm glad you think so because I've been doing this for the last two hours <laughs> <laughs> I love it yeah my okay now that you've had yours I would say my biggest win is kind of feeling way more seamless in my process mm. since I don't work with an agency there's a lot more required of me of like doing my intake with the client and mm -hmm. then sending my contract and then doing my first two prenatals, having emails be sent, communications, the birth and delivery, placenta care. Then there's like billing and all of that stuff. Yikes. And postpartum. Like it's such a <laughs> clunky thing. And you, it's just, I mean, you really learn that part on the job yeah. and you're just clunky in the beginning and that's fine. They don't notice, but no. you know on the back end that this can go way more smoothly for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I'm just starting to feel a little bit more smooth in my process so that I don't have to like spend hours just being like, wait, who's that client again? Mm -hmm. Like, what did they do? Did they pay me yet? You know, mm -hmm. kind of a thing. So that feels like a really big win right now. Wow. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And you need to teach me. <laughs> I will. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I don't do any of that. Oh, I'm happy to teach you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next, next week. episode. Bye.